Hey, what is going on guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring in the seven game NBA main site on Monday. Before I get into the video, because I'm new to the channel, my name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL slates on DraftKings. If you are unable to watch these YouTube videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. I'll have a link down below. It's called the DK DFS Show. If you're interested in signing up for premium content, I offer that on Patreon.com, an esports package, which includes Call of Duty and CSGO, as well as an NBA package. I do want to thank Prize Picks for, for sponsoring this show. Um, if you are not familiar with Prize Picks or this is your first time watching these videos, the idea is again, you take over under on fancy points. So right now, they have five players posted for this late game. They'll have a lot more posted throughout the day uh, tomorrow. They have, you know, first half, second half contests. I've seen fourth quarter contests on here too. They have everything. They have college basketball. Again, we have the final tomorrow, tomorrow uh, MLB esports you can mix and match sports you can do a couple nba with a couple mlb if you guys want to try it out you can use the code dkdfs dkdfs all one word link down below you'll get a hundred percent match up to a hundred dollars you put a hundred dollars in you get two hundred dollars to play with again i like it because it's a nice change of pace where you're not playing against anyone you're just playing against the house and these will move so if you see one that you think is you know uh too high or too low and you want to, you want to hop on that do it then right because these will move throughout the day uh, but yeah, with that out of the way, let's jump into the video. I guess before we talk, get to the look back, I want to thank you guys for all the support, seriously, on the videos, live streams, Twitter. It is really uh, greatly appreciated. Uh, if you guys do enjoy this content, if you could hit that like button, subscribe if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know, live. I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow before Locked Over Everything, and let's aim for 150 likes. Again, hitting that like button and spreading the word if you have friends that play DFS really really helps me out but all right let's talk about well, let's look back first at my lineup here from sunday's four game slate i figured all right it's a four game slate hopefully i have no tilting to do you know hopefully i can just get through a slate and stuff can and you know things can go as expected nothing weird no random blowouts no you know random injuries no late scratches i was wrong Right when it's right when it locked, Ken Birch, late scratch. Okay, this has been happening literally so much last couple of weeks with NBA. So I'm not super tilted about that. Obviously, you know that changed things. I had to go over that more with Magic of an eight man rotation because they, they those guys looked a lot better. So not super super tilted about that. Um. A low-owned Nikhil Alexander-Walker. On pace for a pretty decent half, right? He had like 13 with like four minutes to go in the uh, in the first half. Injured. High ankle sprain won't return. Let's go over the rest of my lineup. Lonzo Ball, Kevin Porter Jr., Tobias, James Johnson, Draymond, NAW, Okiki, RJ Hampton. Can we talk about Tobias Harris here? This really pissed me off. Like, this one, this is one of those ones where it's like, I'm going to have nightmares about it. I'm going to have nightmares about this Tobias Harris one. If you faded Tobias Harris tonight, please 
let me know what the lottery numbers are. That is how lucky you got if you faded Tobias Harris. On pace for over 50 plus at least at the minimum. They're four point favor, four or five point favorites here against Memphis. It's a good matchup. Blowout. Plays like five minutes in the second half. You can't make this stuff up, right? The random blowouts, you cannot make that up. Just unbelievable that the faders, Tobias Harris faders, get so bailed out. It's just insane. Literally, oh, I, I, I can't, I'm just, I'm so angry, guys. Uh, my core was Lonzo Ball, Tobias, who was, again, on pace for 50-plus easily, James Johnson, Draymond Green. So, you know, it would have been a good night if Philly just doesn't get blown out and NAW doesn't get injured. So, it's just one of those where it's just so frustrating. Um, yeah, so, going over the roster construction, uh, once we got Lonzo in and once we got news that he was not limited, I was like, hey, I'm going to Lonzo. Unless Stan Van Gundy just trolls us and limits his minutes, I think Lonzo is a great play at the top. He was only 45% owned. Kevin Porter Jr., not, you know, playing great. He has like 10 turnovers. Eight turnovers for Kevin Porter Jr. Come on, bro. Uh, then, yeah, the Tobias just random blowout to bail out the faders. James Johnson, thought was a clear play. Only 70%. Should have been 100% in my opinion. Draymond Green, only 45% owned smashed uh and then naw injured <laughs> two snowflakes random blowout injury and then he got the Kevin Porter jr with like 20 turnovers 20 turnovers um last two guys i used here were okiki and rj hampton and the reason i ended up getting to these guys was um so i was debating actually with rj hampton versus hernan gomez For, we got another weird we had another weird starting lineup with the pelicans they started the twin towers like two seven footers of steven adams jackson hayes so I'm looking at that. I'm like, what on earth are the Pelicans doing, first of all? Second of all is, okay, with those two starting, that makes Hernan Gomez a good tournament play uh, because no one's going to get to him. And I was debating with him or RJ Hampton. I stuck with RJ um, and actually get, getting a little bit lucky here with the fact that they're going to limit Chase on Randall. We got news We got news of that like 30 minutes to an hour ago. Uh, so RJ should play a ton of minutes. It's a revenge game narrative. I got to Okiki too because he's a rookie, so... It doesn't matter, though, like with the NAW injury, with the Tobias Harris blowout, there's almost no chance I cash. So just a super, super frustrating night because it was on the right place and, you know, just stuff I you can't predict happens, right? Random blowout, injury. But that's it for the look back, guys. So I hope you had a good night. Uh, super, super tilting. Super tilting because it could have been another big night for me, but eh. injuries happen. It just sucks. It just sucks. Uh, all right. So let's talk about this. What was it? Seven games late, right? Seven games, uh, Cavs and Spurs, a two sixteen and a half and a half over under the Spurs are nine point favorites and Pistons thunder a two thirteen over under the Pistons are three point favorites. So let's start off with New York and Brooklyn on the New York side. Julius Randall. I actually do like a good amount here. 9.6 K he's going to play close to 40 minutes. This is a very up-tempo game. I mean, you guys see, or remember what happened last game against Brooklyn. It went to like overtime. They kind of got screwed out of it. I forget what what exactly happened, but I know Randall. Like, did they call him for like an offensive foul? I forget what exactly happened, but I remember he was like really mad after that game. So I feel like he's gonna want to come out and put on a show. Obviously, you know New York, you know, Knicks versus versus Nets. It's gonna it's a rivalry. So I do have some mention Randall at the top. Not much else in the Knicks. The point guard duty. There's just plenty, like too many guys are in the rotation right now with like Rose, Peyton, and quickly uh, Burks and Barrett. Seems priced about right. So 
not much else here. Like Neron's Nawal's at four or five, but the Mets been trending down on him. Like Taj at four two. Again, I don't really want to play either big, so it's it's kind of random for me, and that's it. And the net side, keep an eye on the two pieces of news. Harden Durant. Now Durant's more on the doubtful side, Harden more questionable. If they're both out, I like Kyrie Irving a good amount at the top at 10K. Uh, he's a guy that will probably play close to 40 minutes. He played 39 minutes tonight or today. Uh, so would really like Kyrie at the top if both those guys are out. And then value-wise, you know, keep an eye. If they rest Blake, it's a back-to-back. I think, I think they might. Uh, Aldridge also, maybe there's a chance to rest him. Again, two veterans. Uh, so keep an eye on that one of the Nets. Uh, maybe we get value in a guy like Claxton if, like, both those bigs are out. Uh, and then that's kind of it, like... If, if Harden's in, too, I really don't have any interest in the in the Nets value. And then with Harden versus Kyrie, you know, if there's no minutes limit, I might give the edge to Harden over Kyrie. Utah-Dallas. So, Utah side, Donovan Mitchell 9-1. I mean, he's just been playing great basketball. I don't think he's an optimal play on this slate, but I wouldn't, like, if you want it, if you're really high on Donovan Mitchell, I'm not going to talk you off him because the upside is there with him. Again, I just don't, I think he's more of a contrarian play. Gobert, just Price Wright, Conley, Ingles, all these, all the rest of the Jazz are kind of just priced accordingly. So not much interest on the Jazz, actually. On the Dallas side, keep an eye on Porzingis. We have Porzingis and Josh Richardson, both questionable. If they're both out, like Luka Doncic, like when, when are we going to get the game, right? When? Last five games, 29, 43, 53, 47, 47. If Porzingis and Josh Richardson are out, I actually do like Luka a lot for tournaments because... It's not like he's he's still the same player, right? He's just going through a tough stretch uh, of, you know, fantasy-wise. Also, lost some minutes, too, here against Washington in a blowout. If there's no Porzingis, I do like Luka get him out as a contrarian play because I think people will look elsewhere. They're going to see the Jazz matchup. They're going to avoid him. But I would be, again, I would have interest in him in tournaments. Um, if Porzingis is out, I'm curious to see what they do the starting lineup because Kleba is back now. So, like, there's a chance mate, they could go a little bit more small with him. Uh, Boban, we know, is a great point-per-minute guy. If he starts, I would have some interest in Boban. So, keep an eye on, you know, Porzingis news, obviously. And then, yeah, if Jay Rich is out too, like, Brunson is playable at 5-4, but um, not my favorite play. And then they also, like, Dallas also has Melly too. Right, so they have other bigs they can use. So I would I would be curious to see what they do the starting lineup if Porzingis is out. I'm moving on to Washington, Toronto. So assuming Brad Beal and Rui Hashimura out again, I'm fine going right back to wealth. Russell Westbrook at 11-1. I uh, kind of had a four-game last game, but we know the upside is literally like 70, 80 fancy points. So would really like Westbrook there at the top. Value, not much, to be honest. If uh, Bertan starts again at 3.6K, keep an eye on if there's a minutes limit for him. If he starts with no Rui, maybe we get like 25 minutes. You could take a shot there. The centers with Lennon Lopez, kind of just secondary options. Lopez has been playing well, but now he's priced up. There's really not much here. Like, Denny's almost a 5K. He'll probably play big minutes. Again, assuming both those guys are out, but it's just not. It's just a price where it's like kind of out of play now. Now, if like Brad Beal and Rui Hashimura are in, then there's not much I like here in Washington. I would still have some interest in Westbrook as a contrarian spend up, but there wouldn't be much uh, for me. Moving on to Toronto. So we have Lowry out. Van Fleet's status is currently up in the air. This is pretty big. If Van Fleet is out, they have like no guards. So I would assume Malachi Flynn starts a point. If he does start a point guard, he becomes probably the best value of the slate. So I would really, really like Malachi Flynn, assuming he starts if Van Fleet is out. And then the top two guys, Siakam and OG, would run this offense. 
Siakam, even at 8-5, would, would, I think he's a really good spot up. And OG Anunoby, even at 7-2, right? These guys are just going to have to do a ton more offensively. So those two would look good. Gary Trent Jr. is priced up to 6.6. You guys know my issue with Gary Trent Jr., right? He's not going to do a ton of the peripherals. He's had some really good shooting games in back-to-back games. So be careful here. If Gary Trent's going to be popular, if Van Fleet gets ruled out and Gary Trent's going to be popular, I am complete, I'm fine going elsewhere because, again, he has a low floor. Now, Chris Boucher, I'm curious to see what they do with the starting lineup. He started the last game. If Boucher starts again, I do have some interest in him because he's a good point per minute guy. So that's probably it. I don't know if I get to any other value on Toronto. Like maybe they do something weird at the starting lineup and throw like a Stanley Johnson or Bembry in there. Possibly some interest if they do that. But yeah, uh, if Van Fleet is in and there's no limitations for him, then it's probably just the top two guys to Siakam and Van Fleet, and then Boucher if he starts. Cleveland, San Antonio. Keep an eye on Allen and Larry Nance. If they are both out, Kevin Love is viable. So 20, 23 minutes the last couple of games. I want to like hope we get some sort of clarity on what exactly his minutes limit is. If we get news that he's going to push for maybe closer to the 30-minute mark, then he becomes a pretty good play. So... I want to monitor that news. We might not get any clarity on it, so it, it could be a risk. But yeah, I, hopefully we get some sort of news on Love and its minutes limit. So hard to see lost minutes last game. Only played 17, which makes him a lot riskier of a play. I just, I really just dislike the, this Cavs team. Sexton, Garland, they're going to play the big minutes. Viable tournament plays. If Allen and Nance are both in, I'm just, I'm just staying away from everyone. <laughs> Moving on to the Spurs. So DeMar DeRozan at 8.2. I think it's a safer play. Should play mid-30s minutes. Can stuff the stat sheet. Don't mind him. Murray fine for tournaments. Jakob Pertl, I've mentioned him in the last like six slates of liking him. He continues to get it done. 38, 40, 36, 38, and 45 fancy points. Now, sure, right? We had overtime here. It was a double overtime. We had overtime in this game. He'll probably play, though, about mid-30s minutes. So, and Cleveland, this is a bigger front court. I think Jakob Pertl is still viable. I don't love the price now at almost 7K, but I still think he's in play because... He's just a safe option. Derek White at 6'3", like should get the minutes, but I don't love the price. Keldon's been very up and down, and there's not much else here in the Spurs. Moving on to Detroit OKC. Oh, boy. Can we just skip this one, please? Detroit's going to run like a 15-man rotation. I mean, there's just absolutely no way I'm getting to anyone. If I had to pick one player on Detroit, if I had to pick one player, revenge game narrative, Hamnu Diallo. 27, 26, 24 minutes last three games. I just, I don't know what the Pistons are going to do with this rotation. They're literally going to play like 15 guys. Like, no, I'm, I'm not playing. I'm, I'm not playing anyone in Detroit. And the OKC side, so they could be a little bit thin here. Uh, Baisley, Dort, assuming both those guys are out. Let's see, how many healthy bodies do they have? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10? 10 healthy bodies? Moses Brown, again, it's just a point where 7-1, I don't love the price. You can take a shot on him for tournaments. I think we in a close game, we probably get around 30 to 35 minutes, but more of just a GPP play. Maladon has had a couple big games, but he's also had a couple floor games too. One of 12, three of 16. So the upside is there with him, but he's been a little up and down. So I don't know if I trust it for cash, even at this price, but I think he's viable for tournaments. Pogoshevsky at 5.3 should get around 30 minutes. Um, has has hovered around the 20 to like 35 fancy point range. I think he's a decent play in the mid-range. Kenrich Williams, assuming he starts, I think is viable at 5-1. I would think we get around 30 minutes from him. 
Bradley's got to extend the last couple games because of blowouts. I want it like in close games, he's played about 14 and 18 minutes. Now, Bradley's actually a pretty solid point for a guy, and he's at 3 5. I could see taking a shot on him, uh, but I, I'm guessing we probably get under 20 minutes from him in a close game. And that's it. So, again, just a really ugly game. From an ugly game to my 100% favorite game on the slate, Sacramento, Minnesota. Two teams that play fast, two teams that play zero defense, and now recently, two teams that have very tight rotations. Sacramento has had a tight rotation basically this entire season. Did you guys see the Minnesota rotation that last game? I mean, Minnesota's been a team all year that has played like a 12, 13 matter. I mean, they just extend the entire bench. That last game... There was like four guys that played over 40 minutes for the Timberwolves. So we'll get to that in a sec. But like, what's going on here, right? Um, all right. Kings, Deer and Fox, 9-2. I think it's a good spend up at the top. Had back-to-back bad games. Followed up with a nice game there against the Bucks. One for 43 fancy points. He's going to play close to 40 minutes. Can get you the assist. Can get you the rebounds. Can score the ball. I do like Fox. Again, love the matchup. Rashawn Holmes. Lost minutes last game, not foul trouble too. Didn't close. Now, I think that's due to Milwaukee. You know, the, the Kings ran a little bit more small ball. I don't think they can run small ball against Carl Anthony Towns, right? So, I'm thinking if if Rashawn Holmes stays out of foul trouble, he's probably going to have to play all the minutes he can handle, which I would, I would assume would be about 35. So, but going up against Cat, again, Cat just seems to be on another level right now, which scares me for Holmes. And, you know, we know he's a guy that historically is in foul trouble. So Holmes is a big risk. But if he can stay out of foul trouble, you could see a massive game from Holmes as well. Now, the secondary options like Halberton, Barnes, and Heald, on a normal slate, not a ton of interest. On this slate, they're actually viable because of minutes, right? Halberton should get around mid 30s minutes. Harrison Barnes has been playing massive minutes. 35, 37, 35 minutes, fine option. Buddy Heald also getting some decent run, you know, around 30 minutes. So those guys are all playable because the matchup. Off the bench, I've mentioned I've mentioned Terrence Davis a couple times. He had a really good shooting game, right? This is a guy that can score the ball. So, like, you can take a shot at him. Don't expect, like, 40 fancy points again. But, hey, if he's going to play over 20 minutes, he's a viable tournament play for sure because, again, he's a good scorer. And then, yeah, if Whiteside's out, it's going to be probably Metu that plays the backup five. Uh, he's at min price and he'll play around 14, 15 minutes. Might have to play more if Holmes gets in foul trouble. So if you want like the riskiest, you know, contrarian value play ever, if Whiteside's out, you can take a shot at Metu because again, he's the only other big really besides Holmes. I don't think they can go small. All right, on the Minnesota side. So I love this Timberwolves team if we get similar minutes as last game. So Carl Towns, no overtime, 44 minutes. 40 four minutes for Carl Anthony Towns. I absolutely love him in the best possible spot here. Even if he plays less, even if he only plays 38, 39, I still love Towns. One of my favorite spinups of the slate. Now, Anthony Edwards at seven, six, I think is a good tournament play. The reason I don't know if I trust in cash is the lack of the peripheral stats. And the one time I took a shot at him, he really burned me. Uh, but you got to have short-term memory with DFS. Edwards, I have interest in too. And then we have D'Lo, Beasley, Rubio, all doubtful. If they are all out, I don't know how you get away from him, right? 42 minutes last game, 
38 fancy points. He can stuff a stat sheet. Not a phenomenal point-per-minute guy, but if he's going to play close to 40 minutes for a starting point guard in this matchup, I love Jordan McLaughlin. Let's see. Jaden McDaniels also, 5K. He's going to play probably mid-30s minutes. This game where he only played 21, foul trouble, don't worry about it. So McDaniels is a guy I have some interest in as well. Really, like the main four guys, assuming these three are out, I, I really high on Cat, Edwards, McDaniels, McLaughlin. In my opinion, four of the best plays of the slate. Now, Noel also got injured. He's doubtful. So, like, they're thin, right? They're thin at the guard position. I think you could even take a shot at Nas Reed. Nas Reed, last couple of games, 23 and 18 minutes. He's playing a little bit alongside Cat. He's a good point-per-minute guy. He's at almost min-price. Don't forget about Nas Reed, even. That's probably it. Like, Koji will get run. Again, one of those guys that is, is out there for defense. You can take a shot in him. I think Culver cracked the rotation a little bit, but didn't play much. Uh, really, again, Minnesota's a team I love uh, today. Last game, Phoenix, Houston. Phoenix side, I'm a little bit worried about the blowout here. This is They've been really good. So Booker, Paul, Ayton are all in play, but kind of like the Nuggets tonight, I just have zero confidence this game stays close. So all a little bit risky for that reason. So that's basically it. Like if you think the game blows out, maybe you can take a shot at a guy like Cam Johnson, Dario Saric, right? If you want to play for the blowout, but um, yeah, I'm not saying Booker, Paul, and Aiden are out of play. It's a good matchup, but they're just a little riskier on the slate. And then on the Houston side. So John Wall, I think, is already confirmed out, unlikely to play. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr., assuming he doesn't go for like 20 turnovers again, is viable uh, because I think he plays mid-30s minutes. Christian Wood, if you think Houston can keep it close, it's probably because of big game from Wood. Viable tournament play. Don't love the price. Now, Daniel House got injured. Kelly Olenek came in. He actually played, uh, started at the four once uh, House went down. If he starts at the four in this game, I could see taking a shot on Kelly. Again, a good score. If he's going to play like over 30 minutes, we know Kelly Olenek's a pretty solid point per minute guy. The issue is he would be playing more of the four, not the five. But still, Wood has some interest in Kelly O. And then, yeah, Augustine's a guy I keep mentioning because he's a guy that will play around 20, 25 minutes. And is a pretty good point per guy. So, if you, And if you think the game blows out, maybe he plays a little bit more. So I do have some interest there in Augustine as a value play. Uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for the video today, guys. So if you have enjoyed the content so far, I would really appreciate it. If you have a like button on the video, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and hit the notification bell so you don't upload videos you know, live. Again, I will be doing a YouTube live stream tomorrow. And let's pray for no random blowouts, no injuries, none of that stuff, no late scratches. Please, one slate. That's all I ask, guys. Uh, yeah, thanks again. Have a great night, and I'll see you all tomorrow.